Hello, Say What family. How you guys doing? Hope you're enjoying your day so far. Obviously, if you've clicked on this episode, you know what we're talking about today. And I'm going to be very honest. Usually, I come into these episodes like pumped, excited, passionate, feeling good about myself, either drinking some coffee or drinking some wine. And for me, and honest, like I said, I would always be. I'm real nervous, real nervous coming in to talk about this. And I think um, me being nervous is just another way that it shows that it's hard to talk about this topic. And I'm trying to change that, trying to overcome it, trying to make this something normal that people talk about. So yeah, we're talking about porn. Today, we're talking about porn. I can't have a sex podcast and Wow, I just called it a sex podcast. I can't have a podcast where we talk about sex a lot without talking about porn. So I've got my sweet, sweet husband here with me. What's up? And we are going to talk about our story with porn. And with that, we're talking about it from a very um, 30,000 foot view of it today. We feel like that is the best way for us to talk about it right now is just to talk about the big picture. Um, I'm sure there will be some more in-depth discussions about it later. Um, we also do want to protect our marriage, but we also want to talk about this. I feel very passionate yep. about this being something that we normalize. Um, not normalizing porn and it being okay, but normalizing talking about it and talking about the struggles and because I know that we are not the first couple and newly married couple that have struggled with this. And I know that we're not the only ones out there. And so I have always said from the pod, from the beginning, I want this podcast to help people feel less alone. And I can't talk about our story and can't talk about sex without talking about this. So we're going to give some overviews of our story. And then later, we'll definitely go into some, to just some discussions about it. Um, if you guys have questions, we can talk about it. But yeah. We're talking about our story, our story with porn. So, you ready, babe? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do we're, it. We're gonna dive into it. Give us grace, guys, as we talk about this. I'm, like I said, I'm nervous, and but I want to do it. I want to put ourselves out there to help other people, and that that's why we're doing it. Is we're being honest, we're being authentic, we're being vulnerable, very vulnerable, and we're talking about the thing that no one really wants to talk about. So, but here we are. We're doing it. You ready? Yeah, let's go. So I will, uh, I will give some background um, later. Uh, here in a few minutes, Hannah is going to give some insight from her side of this. But I'm going to give some background, just a little bit of our story. Uh, we, for for me, um, porn is something that has uh, been in my story. Uh, like you know, and and there's a lot of statistics out there. I know that I am not alone in that um and while hannah and i were dating we had some conversations about it that were super service level and then we discussed it during our um premarital counseling from conversations that we had had with each other because we did want to be on top of this we knew that this is something that could be a very big struggle for us in our marriage if it wasn't handled correctly. And unfortunately, I did not handle that correctly. Um, one of the problems with with viewing porn is it it is addictive. That is that is something that everybody knows. And for me, that was definitely the case. Um, I have not viewed porn in the way that you would think of it of, of 
traditionally of going to a website and looking at porn in a very long time, but because of my exposure to it, um, it created a lot of issues during our marriage as far as uh, different incidents of things popping up on different social media websites and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, so, so it came up a lot and, and I confessed some things and it really, um, that it created some, some problems and some struggles for our marriage yeah. pretty much from the jump. So yeah. And it, it would be a thing where an incident would occur and I would, uh, after just feeling overwhelming shame about it, have to get it off my chest. So, so that I would feel better. And that was another problem that we'll also talk about later is I wasn't even communicating about it in the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. An incident would happen. And the really the only reason I would say something was so that I could get it off my chest and not have to carry that anymore. Yeah, And that is not the right way to handle those kinds of situations if you find yourself in them. Um, because cause that still makes it about you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just not the proper way. And we'll get to more of that um, in a second. And there was an, there was an incident that happened, uh, you know, we, and we tried a lot of different things through this, talking to people that were involved in, in ministry and talking to, to friends. And I, I thought this was something that I could just handle by myself. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a, a me problem. And if I'm just strong enough, I can handle this. I got to figure out how to be strong enough. Yeah. And that, um, that's just not the case. That's what I've, I've learned. And, and thankfully now, uh, like I said, we're going to spend a lot of time in, in, um, some of the ideas behind this, but, but today it's not a problem for us anymore. Nope. Um, this is something that I have gotten to the bottom of for me personally. And Hannah and I have talked about where all these things have come from for me and, and it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, um, we're coming up, uh, coming up on a year of it not being a problem, which yep. I'm I'm excited about. Has not been a problem in a year, um, which is really cool. So, but with that being said, I I don't want to just say that and and it sound like that was an easy journey. Oh yeah. Um, there was a but there was a moment for me where I was I was tired of it, mm-hmm. and I told Hannah I was like I'll do whatever it takes to 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 make this not a problem anymore yeah and i didn't know what that was at the time um but i was tired of seeing seeing my marriage get sabotaged i was tired of carrying the shame about it um so i i put some work in and, and through some different things that we're going to talk about um here in a little bit as as far as our advice to people in this situation um i you know i i finally sought out the right kind of help and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what I realized is that for me, it wasn't a porn problem. It, it was a heart problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're trying to do anything that is w- what would be considered quote unquote sin is you're trying to get something from the world that you could get from God. Mm-hmm. And that, that is the case with anything, but is especially the case 
in this. And that doesn't even mean like, like just a sex thing. What, what I learned through this is that, um, it, it was really all about, uh, a psychological thing. There, there's a dopamine hit, just like with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, it's really a safety thing, a comfort thing. And that's, that's what it was. But I I didn't know that. I just thought that I had a problem, Mm -hmm. but it's an addiction. And, and just like everybody has their addiction. And and for me, that was mine. And I finally took that to God and real and, and realized that I, I trust God to give me any kind of desire that I have whether that be something sexual or just, and it, maybe it's an experience, maybe it's uh, something cool that, that I want to buy, you know, maybe it's going to see something. I, I, I trust God with everything. I love God more than I love myself. Mm. And because I am married, I'm in a relationship, one of the ways that I show what that looks like for me is my wife is the second most important thing in my life. Mm -hmm. And loving God well means loving the things that he's trusted me with well. Mm -hmm. And that's the daily decision that I make now. Um, it's, It's very easy to have access in the world that we live in to anything you want to have access to. Oh, yeah. But... Every single day I wake up and I choose Hannah first and anything, anything that has to go to the, to the side for that just goes to the side. And when I made that shift, it kind of put everything into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only did it change the way I viewed porn, it changed the way I viewed every single thing that happens to my life. And I, I would say that, you know, more than just our marriage got better from this one perspective. Oh, so yeah. many things got better. Every Yeah, everything. Um, and, you know, more. Th- and the reason that that is the case is, is yes, this, this one issue was solved. But that's the way you should treat every single thing that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, things start falling into line the way that God wants them to. Yeah. And you truly are living a life that he wants you to have. Mm, yeah and when when thomas says the click that happened with it being a heart issue and not a porn issue that makes it sound like really easy and like anyone can do it but once you really do have that shift that's where it really happened because i i think there were times when we were struggling with this that he thought that he had maybe had that shift and and didn't and uh, we had tried a bunch of other stuff and it was just we're really just trying to treat the symptoms rather than the root issue and when we realized it was the root issue the root issue was a heart issue and not necessarily porn porn was just the way it was coming out that's when the change really started to happen and um, we're, we're able to talk about this from a place of um, winning this battle, but we definitely were thick in it for a long time. And so I also want to make that clear with everyone listening, like, yes, we're talking about this from a source of victory, but there was for sure a battle. Like there, it was, it was more than definitely. just in our marriage. I mean, it was a spiritual battle as well. Like yeah. we were trying to get taken down and, um, and we overcame it. We, we really did, but, I want to get, make that clear that like where we're talking about it now is from a point of victory, but it was not always that way. 
it was it was really tough. For sure. And and we'll talk about things towards the end that um, if you find yourself in this battle, we will be giving you our advice and pointers on that towards the end of this. Um, yes. Because there are some things that we both decided to do that, I, uh, you know, it's hard to point the finger at just one thing that like this is the thing, but the right. combination of everything that we did worked. Right. And we will we will share all that in, in just a second. But before we do, that is kind of the background. Mm-hmm. So, but what was what was it like for you going through that on your end? Yeah, so um, I know everybody probably has a different and kind of similar story with this if you have experienced it. Um, For us, Thomas was very open about it, so um, I know a lot of times that that's not always the case. But with us, he was open. He would tell, like he said, he felt guilty, so he would tell me. He'd either tell me the next day or a few days later. So I did know the entire time what was going on. And since I knew, I 100% thought it was my fault. I thought that even though, I mean, I've talked about this, I had a higher sex drive than him and wanted to have sex all the time. And so since I wanted to have sex... And we, that wasn't necessarily happening, but he was watching porn. I was like, well, dang, I must like suck at this or he must not like me. I know I've gained weight since we got married because that's just what happens. Like, am I not pretty enough? Am I not sexy enough? I'm not doing it right. Um, part of this was sex was really painful for me. And so it was honestly hard for me to do some, some positions while you're having sex or even enjoy it because it was so painful for me during all of this. And so I would like, push through having sex because I was so scared that he was going to get it from somewhere else um, because he was at some points. And so it, it was really tough. Um, I def- I thought it had to do with me. I view porn as a way of cheating. It, it, it is. There's no other if ands, ors, or buts about it. You're cheating. You are getting off on someone that is not your partner, not your spouse. And so that is a form of cheating. Even if you are doing it together, like in your relationship, I still think that is a way of cheating. Um, and so I really had to like get some help and in, in healing my heart. And thankfully I was already in therapy at this point. So I was able to do, talk to my therapist about it. And she recommended this book to me um, that in some points are really helpful. And, and some things there where I was like, eh, that's not really, it's not really what part of my struggle or didn't really resonate. But the biggest thing that I got out of this was that the addiction had nothing to do with me. And you probably hear me say that and you're like, um, what? Like he was cheating on you. Like, yeah, it does. Like, but actually like, yes, it affected me. Obviously I was heavily affected, but I was not the cause of it. Thomas had his mind like compartmentalized, like wife in one box and this in another box. And so they didn't, they didn't connect. They did, they were not one. It was two separate things in his mind. And, um, this is a biological and psychological struggle for men and women. And, um, this episode, we're heavily talking about it from a man's perspective, but we are going to be talking very soon about it from a woman's perspective, which I'm really excited about. So just know, as you're hearing me talk about this women, I know this is a struggle that we also have, but no one wants to talk about it, but we are going to talk about this soon. So just let me have this week talking about it from the man's perspective, but then very soon we're going to talk about it from the woman's perspective. Cause we also struggle with it as well. And that's just something that's not talked about, but, um, it is a biological, a psychological, spiritual struggle that they have. And so it, an addiction is something that 
he just wasn't putting me in the same box as. And so I could be in the best shape of my entire life, being like an incredible person in bed, just doing all the things perfectly, loving my husband well, and he still could have had this problem. And so it really had nothing to do with me. And once I like realized that from from reading this book, it just kind of took like the pressure off of myself and took a lot of the hurt that I was feeling that I'm not good enough or he doesn't love me or my vagina's broken. Like it's hurting so bad. I feel like I can't do this right. It Um, it puts us on the same team. Yeah, it did. It really did. It put us on the same team because throughout this, I realized that like I was not, um, I was hurt. And I wanted to help and, to, and and I wanted it to get better and I just wanted it to go away. So every time he'd tell me, I would hold him and tell him I loved him and we'll get through this. And then internally was was losing it like because I, I wanted to, sh- to provide him a place of comfort because this is a, this is such a shame based struggle. Like it's so shameful and that's why people don't talk about it. And I knew that and I knew that he was hurting and I knew he was dealing with a lot of shame. And so I didn't want to add on to that. Um, but I wasn't helping either. I was, I was enabling. And so I realized that like, while I was internally freaking out and hurt, I wasn't explaining that either. And so it took a long time for me to figure out like, how do I tell him how hurt I am or what do I do with this? And I just was so, I felt so helpless. But then when I realized that it had nothing to do with me, I was like, okay, we can fight this together. Yes, I am hurt by it. I want to make that very clear. I say it has nothing to do with me, but it absolutely affected me and affected our marriage. Um, I was very hurt, but I could move past the hurt and work on healing the hurt through therapy and talking with some trusted friends and some mentors. And um, after doing that, like I realized, okay, we can do this together. And that's where really the trust part came back into play because I really, for a while, like I always thought the last time was going to be the last time. And then it wasn't until around November. So I like every time was like, it's the last time, it's the last time. And then it wasn't. And so the trust was, was broken for a long time. And so I had to really figure out like how to do this. And, and it's also like, it's such a weird thing because I felt like I couldn't be honest with anybody about this at all. Um, think I am so grateful that I have um, some really good friends in my life or that I was able to be honest with about this, but that was it. And I just felt like I was walking around like carrying this just struggle and I, and I just wanted to scream about it. But then I'm like, but how do I protect my marriage? But how do I protect Thomas? Because he is a good husband. He's being honest with me about this. This is not sneaky. This is not him, um, purposely wanting to hurt me. This is not him thinking I just have to deal with it. Like this is, this is really, this is really like hard. Like, how do you do all that at one time? Um, and so I definitely had a lot of moments of just hurt and freaking out about it and, vaginismus played another role in it and try and at that time I didn't know I had that but I knew that sex was painful and so that was part of the reason I pushed through sex and I didn't talk about that in the vaginismus episode because I knew that we were going to do this but that's part of why I didn't um I didn't stop us having sex was because I knew we had this addiction and I just had this massive fear that if I didn't provide that would only get worse the addiction would only get worse it would only grow and um it just but it really had nothing to do with me and so that when I realized that it just had a it was just such a game changer because they're able to compartmentalize um, compartmentalize that. Like I'm in one box and, um, 
this addiction was in another. And because of the way it's biological and psychological and the way that the media just puts this in front of our faces all the time, especially in men, that's what I'm talking about, the way that it um, is biological and psychological. Um, the book that I read went a ton into that, and I honestly don't know all of or can't recite all of the ways that. Well, well I'll, I'll, yeah, and I'll add a point to that. Um, we, and we might cut this if you don't want to use it. But it's just it's a it's an example when when I actually made this change, I took away where I was getting this dopamine and this satisfaction from. Yeah. And what I noticed is I was positioning some of it correctly, but then my online shopping went up. Mm, yeah. And that that scientifically is because. I had just repositioned what was feeding yeah. the chemicals in my brain. Right. And it turned into me going to Amazon and mm -hmm. making purchases. And while that is a more acceptable issue to have in culture these days, yeah. it is the exact same psychological right. behavior. Right. Because I, I, I'm, I'm addicted to this chemical mm -hmm. and I've got to get it. Right. And the way that it was so um that he grew up in and just the way that the media puts it out there and i've talked about it the way it just makes women objects and how rampant the porn industry is and how it's constantly throwing your face that's where he was getting that chemical from so that's where the struggle um that's where it was that's where the addiction was was because that's just where it's come from so that's why getting married doesn't change that addiction i i remember when we were engaged struggling with this we both thought like when we're able to have sex or which is anyways when we get to have sex like when we do have sex. when we do have sex you're right that's what we're working on changing the thoughts around that when we do have sex it's gonna go away it's gonna completely go away and and it's gonna be satisfied that's just not true because there's that chemical well, that and, and you know in the so brain it, it'll always position itself somewhere if you don't know about it some people right. that struggle with this when when they get married they do stop watching porn but it's because they're just they are just having sex to have sex they're not making love they're right. having sex this is not an explicit podcast so we can't <laughs> really make the <laughs> the defining words that right. some people would say that but they were right. they were just doing it yeah and they were doing it for the same thing instead of being intimate with your spouse yeah, yeah. and like having that level of intimacy. So, so that's the thing is is positioning positioning that um, that dopamine hit and you know we're not trying to get this too scientific or psychological but it's true. Right, but I do want the 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 partners and the wives that this is a struggle that their partner or husband have like I want you guys to understand that because that's really how I was able to heal from it honestly. I don't think if I would have made that connection that I would have gotten to the space that I am today understanding that like no my husband loves me. He loved me through this just because I mean I definitely had the moments of like well where was I when you were doing this like where where did you not think about me like why weren't you thinking about me like I had all those all those thoughts and and I don't think I would have been able to overcome that hump if um I didn't understand that this addiction was not about me in particular like my role in his life it's just where that dopamine he was it was needed and it came out in the way of porn and so it was just, it was very destructive. It, it felt like it was needed. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not needed. You can control yourself, but it is very right. hard because yes. <laughs> it, it is an addictive chemical. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. And something else that like that helped me was me understanding my part in this as well because for a while I was like, you've got to just go fix this. you got to go to therapy and mm. you just have to talk to your group and like you have to fix this. And I wasn't necessarily taking any part on my end to help him with it either. I was scared to check in with him. I was really scared to ask how he was doing because I was terrified what the response would be. And so I just had thrown it on him to figure it out. When we're, when we are a team, when we got married, we said, we're in this together. Every battle is something that me and you are fighting together. We're not, we're not fighting um, each other. We're fighting against this issue. And so we said that the day that we got married, but I, with this thing, I was like, nope, nope, you got to figure this out on your own. I'm, I'm out this, I, I don't deserve this. Like <laughs> I, you know, went through all those thoughts of like, I didn't do this. So why should I have to work on our marriage? Because it was his fault. And, but we are a team, we are in this together. And so I have a responsibility of doing some work on my end to gain trust back and just to decide every morning, I'm going to love my husband today. I'm going to trust my husband today. I am hurt. I'm going to still have sex with my husband because honestly, I did not want to. I did not want to do anything like that at all because I was so frustrated because I would go into having sex with him and think about this and think about having to level up to the women that he was watching on his on born, like watching those women. I'm like, I got to be as good as them. And it definitely, all those narratives were created in my mind and and then I had my therapist and a trusted person who had gone through this with her spouse tell me, like, I know this is hard, but I think continuing to be one with your spouse is going to help you remember why you're in this, why you're fighting this. It's because you love him, because you are together, because you're married, because God wants this relationship to happen. And he's showing that by trying to make this healing happen. So be one with your spouse. And I was like, okay. And so I, I pushed through and I, we still had sex and it was hard, but it, I really do think it helped rebuild our marriage because I was like, if I withhold this from him, like I'm not fighting for it. And so we both had to fight for this together. And so I had to have some responsibility as well. And, and it just really took me, um, getting that, that just, that it's not about me in my head so I could do that. And so we're, we're in this together. We've been fighting this together. And it's something we continue to talk about. We continue to work on. Um, I've, I've, like I said, we're talking from a place of victory today. But this is always something that we're checking in on. Because Satan really likes to destroy marriages. And really likes to take them down. And we don't let that happen. <laughs> we, we fight that really hard. Um, I mean, I could go into to my end on this forever <laughs> talking about it. But it, it just really helped to talk about it and to have that realization that's not about me and to work through it in therapy and just to decide that like I'm fighting this with you like we're in this together and right. not enable anymore because I do think I help enable it because I just wouldn't really hold any kind of accountability and we'll talk about this in a second I don't think I should have been his full accountability partner but I did have some role to play in holding him accountable as far as checking in and talking to him and not avoiding it and that's what I was doing for a while so well and that's that's kind of where we are with it now yeah um we the one of the first the the thing that I think we do the best at now is just guarding the the things that we are inputting oh absolutely and being open like one 
trying to be vigilant as far as what we what we watch what we listen to you know you probably heard all these things before but they they are that is a real thing is oh yeah it's huge channeling through what you bring into your life and i know sometimes that like may feel like it sucks like i want to watch this movie i know it's got some sex in it but like i just i it's 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 really cool everyone's watching it we can give up watching a movie if it means my husband's not going to look at some other woman's boobs like sure. and, and I talk about this on the pod uh, a lot that like I don't want to continue to sexualize a woman's body and I know me saying that is also kind of playing into that but for us right now like we things are can be triggering and so it's just not worth getting well, you, into that you do what you need to do for your marriage yeah um that that is I mean and that's that's biblical I mean right there, there's bible verses where you know Paul talks about not eating meat in front of his friend if that means it's going to cause his friend to stumble right so so you have to look at those things and decide what's best for you and it's it's going to be different for everybody there's yeah. probably people that will have similar things to us that they decide and probably need to cut out but but that is different for every single person but that's that's where we're at is it's a it's a conversation yeah. um we've made it a safe space for one for hannah to be able to ask me if something is triggering or something is is up and us talk about it and we've also made it a safe space for me to come and say hey like that that show that we watched last night or the podcast you're listening to like i i can't like i can't listen to that or i can't watch that uh again or watch that show with you um and and we and we have a open conversation about those and and that's kind of just how we handle that now yeah and it it's really important that you do that too because it we don't realize how much the little things can make like such an impact and that's really key for us is just guarding that guarding what we listen to what we watch like and it's 100% worth it in the end like i can give up those few things if it helps our marriage you know yeah well and, and like you talk about a lot on here with a lot of things is is you've got to fall in love with this process of being married um, you know, spending some real time talking about stuff in any kind of relationship is always going to be worth it in the long run. When it comes to marriage, we're going to be married forever. Mm-hmm. We hope that's a very long time. Yeah. And with that knowledge, we'll take time and have hard conversations. Right. Because it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. 20 minutes of tough conversation is nothing in the span of decades. Yeah. Of, of marriage. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you, you got to put the time into that. You really do. And and part of where we are now too, is I, like I said, I'm always going to be honest on the podcast. There have like, yes, we've been, we've overcome this and it's been a, it's been a long time, but I mean, there's definitely still moments where if something's off with him, my mind immediately goes to like, here we are again. We're, we're back in this again. And I have to just recognize in that moment that that is Satan and that's a story that I'm creating that I don't even know if that's that's the outcome. I just have created this story in my head. And now that I've created this story in my head, it is my responsibility to go to my husband and ask him, and hey, what are you thinking about? 
what is up? Is there anything that we need to talk about? Is there anything you need to tell me? Because if I just create this narrative in my head that, oh, he's watched porn again or he's done this again, then then I'm not going to be able to continue trusting him. And so I, I've had to work on that a lot of like, I mean, it, we there was a time where it had been like months after the last time it had happened and he woke me up one night and I was like, here we go. This is, he's telling me this happened. And he was actually telling me something that God had just put on his heart. And I was like, <sighs> I remember that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I immediately like, <laughs> like sat up. It was like preparing myself. Like, okay, he's going to tell me this happened. We're, we're back. We're back to square one. And he was like, babe, God just laid this message on my heart. And like, I think I'm supposed to preach about this thing. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so just like, I still, I have to check myself. I, and I think that's you just, sh- you should go watch it. We'll link it in this oh description. <laughs> he actually did a good <laughs> preach message. So that was real. But I, um, I, I just had a moment there. And so I'm not going to lie and say that like the minute I realized that it wasn't about me, that I hundred percent trusted Thomas again. That's not true. Um, but it's just something I have to, I have to work on. I have to understand that it, um, that it's something that I'm just always going to have to decide to trust my husband on. And when I do have those thoughts, just ask him, just ask him. Yeah, And I try to overshare in that too, because I know that, um, about where she's at. So when she asks, I, I overshare about, cause I'm, I'm a workaholic nine times out of 10. If something's going on in my brain, it's, it's me thinking about work. And uh, so I just overshare about what's going on during the day. Why, I'm thinking about this and, and what I'm thinking. So that that's what I try to do is overshare in those moments. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about now what are what are some things that someone should do if they're struggling with this. For sure. Well, and, and like we mentioned earlier before we transition, if if anybody has questions about this, oh yeah, we will t- we we will we we would want to talk about this more. But we were trying to get to the things we talked about today. So we wanted to make sure we got there. So please, if anybody has questions, definitely let us know. We'll talk about this more. Oh yeah. Um, this is someone that is very, very heavy on my heart for other people in this boat. And um, I'm grateful to have had some people to talk to while I was going through this. And so if you don't have that and feel like you don't have a space to talk to somebody about this, like, like we want to do that for you. And, and if you have questions, like specific questions, like we'll, we'll answer that. We'll talk about it. Like we're not, yeah. that's another thing about where we are now. Like we're open about this. Like my small group girls know his small group knows like these, this is something that we're open about because we want it. We want to be able to talk about this to help other people. That's why we decided to talk about the podcast. This is obviously a very, very public thing and a very, very public platform that we're just, people are going to hear this. Uh, yeah, I know. Shocking. Whew. That's why I was nervous. Um, <laughs> and so like, we're just, we decided like, this is, this is too important to not talk about. Definitely. And so that's why we're doing it. And we're just putting ourselves out there because I know that we are not the only ones who struggle with this. And I want the pe- people in a relationship right now who are hearing this to know that you are not alone. Yeah. And so we will answer any questions that you have and talk more about it in detail. We just wanted to give an overview of it um, to just get it out there. And I know there will be things that we'll talk about more specifically later. Um, And so, but we just wanted to give you guys an overview and some story and and talk about the victory part too. Definitely talk about the hard. 
like I shared the struggles and, and all that. I mean, there was definitely nights of fighting and not wanting to talk to each other. And how do we do this? How do we go from here? How do I go to right. church the next day? Like, how am I supposed to even do that? Right. And I, we, we did it. <laughs> that's yeah, all I well, can say. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's actually our first piece of advice is if you're, if you find yourself in this situation, whether you are the spouse or significant other of somebody struggling with this, or maybe you're the person that's struggling with this, uh, we would love to talk to you yeah. and, and, and help you through this. Not, and we don't mean that as necessarily the person that gives you all the answers, but right. We would, we would love to talk to you and let you know that you're not alone alone, and help point you in, in the direction yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's, so we, and we also have a couple of things that we do want to say now, as far as like what worked for us, like we mentioned earlier and mm-hmm. things that we, uh, we think you could do or should do if you're in this, um, if you find yourself in this spot and the first one, this is going to kind of seem obvious, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to add some, some meat to this, but you need somebody that is holding you accountable and that you are talking to. Yeah. And in our show notes that we're kind of looking at, I put on here a real one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like I mentioned way at the beginning of the episode, I've talked about this with so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, and some of those people would talk to me, but it it was it was one of those things where I was not worried about hurting their feelings. Mm, yeah. Um. So when you're looking for this person, it needs to be somebody that you look up to, mm-hmm. because you that that respect needs to be there, or them asking you questions doesn't matter because you don't respect them. So they, your response, if you tell them you've looked at something or done something, however they respond to you, it's it's not really going to affect you. Yeah. So it needs to be somebody that you look up to, somebody that you trust, that you aspire to be, that's, that's living an example. Um, and, and one thing too is this person is the person that needs to get your raw emotions. They need to get every single thought that you're having yes um so my recommendation is that this person is not your spouse or significant other Mm -hmm. um like i said the times that that i talked to hannah about this before i had a better thought process was still all about me and it was Mm -hmm. dumping what was on what was on my heart onto her heart so that i would feel better in the fact that I had relief of I was not carrying this thing anymore. Yeah. But all that was doing was dropping that on her. So you need somebody that you can process stuff with so that when you do have a conversation about this with your spouse or significant other, it is not you just unloading your weight onto somebody else. Yeah, and and when we say not a spouse, we want to be very clear on this. We're not saying don't tell your spouse because your spouse or partner should absolutely know about this because things that are kept in the dark, Satan takes that and amplifies it. And then it can turn into more things than just this one addiction or the shame can get so heavy that you feel like you can't do anything about it. Or maybe the porn addiction turns to going to see an actual person for this. Like it can get so much deeper if you are not open and it's not in the light. 
Because when things are kept in the dark, Satan lives in it. He just, he takes advantage of it. He gets in your head. He makes you feel shameful for it. And so you really have to bring it to the light so that you and your partner can work together on this and become a team or you, cause you are a team. So you need to be a team in this area. You can't be a team in all other parts of your marriage and not this one. You have to be a team in every single way. And so your spouse doesn't necessarily need to know every single thought like he had said, but they need to know what's going on. They need to know that struggle also so they can pray for you, so they can be in this with you and um, remind you that like they still love you and all the all those things. And so you just, you got to have that honesty there with your spouse because you don't need to have any secrets. You need to have full, complete vulnerability and honesty. Um, but yeah, it's, and he's talking about the raw emotions thing. There's, there's things that I go to my therapist about and ask her for some guidance on before I talk to Thomas about them. I'm like, I need you to help me process how do I talk to him about this what are some ways that I need can like step get my emotions out of the side and really get to the thing that I need to talk about and so we also wanted to make that clear like you do need accountability partner but you also have to tell your spouse like this can't be something that you keep from them or keep from your boyfriend girlfriend whatever like it's got to be something that is talked about so you guys can work through it together and also on top of that is just you know getting yourself into a larger group uh if you you know we're, we're in small groups and things like that if you can do that small large group <laughs> um i think that would be yeah. very helpful yeah. and I, and my recommendation would be to be as known to those to every single one of those people as possible yeah um definitely definitely play that the right way make sure that you do trust these people yes um so even if it's a one by one basis um Try to get, try to be known by as many of these people as possible, so you have even, people that that are holding you accountable and that are also looking to you as an example. Right, because our change didn't happen until the whole, till your whole group knew either. Exactly. Like we. Yeah, and one <laughs> one advantage that we have is our groups, both the, my my small group that I'm in, that is an all men's group, and Hannah's small group that is an all women's group is it, it's it's Fight Club rules, and we really stick to that. You, you we will. I signed something in my Yeah, my, my girls, we signed stuff yeah, too. Yeah, saying yeah, that. We have a if, signed if you, document. <laughs> if, you, if you break this, you're out. Um, so I trust I trust those guys in my group. And you need to find, find you a group of people that you can trust. And if you can't do that, if you don't have a group, hit us up. We'll be that group until you can get into a yeah. group. Yeah, um, But I, I think that's huge is, is getting in a group. And then the, the other thing that I did, and like Hannah mentioned, she goes and – uh, she, she has a professional therapist. Um, and in November I started going to see a therapist as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was actually the person that helped me make that click. Uh, we both see faith-based counselors. Mm -hmm. If you, uh, uh, if you are a Christian, I would recommend doing that. Absolutely. Um, there is, there, for, for the little knowledge that I have of this area, I did not go to school or have any training in this, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, if there's not an agreed upon truth, then you cannot give somebody a recommendation yeah. unless you guys have agreed on the truth that you're trying to get to. And having somebody that is faith-based be the person giving that to you 
you pretty much know that you have the same moral values Mm -hmm. and that that is very important in the professional help that you get especially in this area Mm -hmm. yeah it really it really did help the therapy and it gave honestly me a peace of mind knowing that he was talking about it every week uh, with someone was very helpful for me because I know he was talking about it with his group but getting the professional help also just helped me see actual steps being taken because part of our struggle was that every time this would happen he would say he's gonna do things or wasn't even open to doing things I hope it's okay I said that but um wasn't open to it and so actually it didn't give me any hope that we were going to get through this and so him taking those steps to actually get help I was like okay the steps are being taken. Like, we're not just sitting on this anymore. We're not just saying it. Like, steps are being taken. Like, you're going to see a professional therapist. Great. You are cleaning out that Instagram. Great. Like, and what by that, I mean, like, unfollowing lots of people. Right. Well, and, and you got to know that doing this, this person wants to help you. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to tell somebody what my problems were. Because mm. um, I didn't want to be judged. And... I kind of had to swallow that because I knew I needed the help. And what I found is that, that this person that I went and talked to, I mean, they, they wanted to help me. Yeah. They wanted yeah. the best for me. And, and, you know, coming from the the training and, and academic stuff that, that is inside of what they're doing is leaps and bounds above what your pastor is going to be able to help you with, what mm-hmm. your, what your student leader is going to be able to help you with. Right. Um, I would really recommend if you can do this to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I know that there's cost involved with therapy, but like it is absolutely worth every single penny. And I even know now there's things that are, um, like online, like I think Talkspace is one, like there's a few online therapists as well. So that I think are more affordable, but I think whatever you can find is absolutely worth it like every single penny i never regret spending any money on that like our lives are so much better for sure because we invest in therapy like i i look forward to meeting with my girl every other week so it is so helpful um but yeah so if you do guys like we said have any questions about a certain topic or certain thing that we mention and you want to know more, like send me a message. And I know my most of my listeners are, are women. Um, I do have some men. And so men, if you're listening, like if you've struggled with this, like send Thomas a message. Ladies, let's not message my husband about porn. But <laughs> guys, like if you are struggling with this, send him a message. I'll link his Instagram in the episode notes so you can get that. But and in my my girls listening, like if you're husband or spouse or um, boyfriend or whatever is struggling with this, like encourage him to send Thomas a message to talk about it. Thomas won't have any shame around it when talking to him. He just wants the best for yes for all the people. And like I said, girls, if this is upset, something that you struggle with, do have an episode coming soon talking about the women's side of this as well. So if you are struggling with this and you're one, you can also 100% still message me about it. But just know that we're going to get into all of that part of it soon. Um, this one was specifically about men. But 
we are very soon going to talk about it from a woman's perspective and women struggling with porn and all of that. But guys, we want to remind you that like you are not alone in this like at all. Um, I know that isolate struggling in isolation is a thing, but you do not have to do that. We need to normalize talking about this struggle, not normalize that like it's okay that you do this. I want to make that clear, but right. normalize talking about it. You do not need to struggle in isolation at all. And so you are not alone in this. You are still worthy of love. You are not dirty or bad or any of the things that Satan may try to say to you if you have this addiction. Like, you can overcome it. You can be sitting in the seat that Thomas and I are in right now speaking from a place of victory. This will not hold you captive forever. And so I want to make that clear. And I also know I didn't touch on this, but this is something that I'm also very passionate about. The sex trafficking and porn is absolutely linked like those yes. that is so important like sex trafficking one of the ways that they make that it is acted out is through porn so that's a whole nother level of why we think porn is a, is an issue in marriage and we i guess we didn't really get into that because we were just mostly sharing from from our story but it's just it's just it's destructive in a marriage because and in life i mean in the addiction because one you're you're creating false expectations of what sex is going to be. I know that the way that they make porn, it gives you an idea of what having sex is going to be like. And that's not real. They're actors like porn are they're actors. And so they're acting. It's not, it's not real. And your brain just becomes numb to it after a long time. It just comes numb to seeing that. And so it can be harder to have sex because you've you just ingested this into your mind so bad. And participating in porn means you're participating in sex trafficking, like you're fueling that industry. And so I don't want to say you are like a sex trafficker for watching porn, like want to make that very clear, but it's, it is helping that industry. And we are not trying to traffic anybody ever. So we got to stop with that. But those are some of the reasons I know we didn't really touch on that. We hadn't talked about that, but well, that and, it's and, and there'll, there'll be more conversations about this as well. This is not the last time. Like you said, you already have another episode planned and right. there will be more episodes on this because uh, it, it needs to be talked about. There are people right now that are struggling with this and being somebody that used to be there. I know that all I ever wanted was for this to not be a problem anymore. Yeah. Um, so we will continue to talk about this. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll delve and, into and more of the reasons yeah. why it's uh, why it's so um, destructive in a life and a marriage and, and all of that. We can definitely talk about that later. I probably should have mentioned that at the beginning that we were just mostly sharing for our story, not necessarily the pieces like that. But um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to this yes. today. Um, I have felt so much better just talking about it. I, we tried to record this back in June, honestly, and just wasn't ready yet. Some of my therapist tells me a lot is to listen to my body and my body will tell me if I'm ready to do something or not. And so I, I listened to it and that time was like, no, we're not there yet. And so I'm grateful that we're at a spot now that we can share about this. For and sure. I, um, publicly like this, we had definitely shared about it in our, in our lives with our people, but share it very publicly like this. And so um thanks for being with us seriously guys i i mean it when i say send us messages i respond to every single person like thomas will respond if you reach out if you're a guy please no girls yes. talk to my husband about Fo- this follow me on instagram <laughs> thomas is really trying to get his instagram following to a thousand if we're being honest
list. Okay, listen, it crossed a thousand and then I lost like ten followers in a day. Oh. How's that happen? I'm so sorry. I don't understand. I know. <laughs> I'm so mean about his Instagram. But yeah, you probably should go follow him. I need to be nicer. I need I need to help boost his Instagram. Go follow Thomas. He posts really cool pictures of golf and our dog. And our dog. And occasionally, like every so often me. When you do something good. <laughs> Shut up. I post a picture of you every time you do the dishes. Oh my god. I do the dishes <laughs> all the time. I, didn't, I know. I didn't just, do just not today. Uh, right. Okay. The one day I haven't done them. <laughs> It's okay. You know, this makes me your most recurring guest on the podcast. Ooh. Okay. And I know we didn't do this at the beginning because we were all like, serious. What's one thing you love and one thing you hate? Oh, right now, I am loving the golf hats from this golf company, Mama Golf. Um, (laughs) They are never going to know that I said this on this podcast because how far the industries are apart. But, wait, what's so funny? You're sp- you haven't even done the work for them that you're supposed to do, but you'll talk about them on a podcast. That's because I have, yeah, I, okay, I love their products. And I'm laughing because he's going to do some work for them. He just no, has to do it. I love their products. <laughs> they, they make golf clothing and they sent me some stuff and I love it. So ladies, if you want to get your significant other husband whatever if he really is into golf you need to go check him out on instagram mama golf they um, really do have some cool stuff go, I really go like to it. their site and you can use my code t ward to get a buy one get one 50 off of any any items if any hat buy one get Ooh. one 50 off with the code t ward i didn't know even um, know you had a code <laughs> yeah they, they sent me that the other day okay um, well time you gotta so, get to take it some pictures well, that's, buddy that's why i'm plugging them but I, yep. I am loving them and one thing that i dislike that is the next question correct <sighs> yes dislike hate hate I, strong i don't i don't hate that's a sin okay <laughs> oh whatever what do you dislike um what do i dislike right now oh this is something i dislike i'll stay on the golf thing so um, you have to have a tool to clean your golf clubs and, he's um, calling me out. um, somebody lost mine. I did not. Somebody lose. put mine somewhere where it didn't belong. We're not going to talk about where I left it before that, but at the, at, on her counter, but taking I, up space, but I knew where it was. And then she put it somewhere where I couldn't find it. And I honestly <laughs> forgot where I put it. So I ordered two more so that I would have two and literally the day they showed up. The day they showed up. We found it. I found the original one cleaning off some of your stuff from your workspace. It's fine. If our counter wasn't so cluttered because the stuff you leave on. All right. We've been going for. No, I'm talking about things I I love and I hate. We're we're at an hour almost. We're crushing it. Um, One thing that I love is my husband being super sweet and leaving... um, little notes on our mirror i woke up to a note on my mirror that was so sweet in the bathroom it made me so happy i've done it once one time <laughs> and it really crushing just, it it made me so happy it was so sweet crushing he said i was beautiful it. and it just brightened my day and i woke i woke up looking like a troll and he thinks i'm beautiful wow i, I wrote it last night did you <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> that was a joke. But, and then one thing I hate it, or strongly dislike is the fact that I have to pee so bad right now. <laughs> so we are going to close out this episode. I went before because so I'm So I can go to the bathroom um, and pee because I've been drinking lots of Dr. Pepper, which is so bad for me, but it's fine. 
gotta love gotta love that dr pepper and they're like 36 flavors 23 it's fine 23 23 flavors, flavors 23 bold flavors yes they're so good okay I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening to us chat about this topic today. Remember, you're not alone. And DM say what, say dot what podcast on Instagram. Yes. One day I'll get my handle right. It's fine. Um, <laughs> DM us and we'll chat with you. But thanks so much for talking with us and we'll talk soon. Peace.